Hey guys, it's Laurence Bradford from the Learn to Code with Me podcast. Today I have Ryan Robinson. Ryan works at Creative Live. He's also the entrepreneur's expert at about.com. And on top of that, he manages to find time to have freelance clients. Today in our conversation, Ryan talks about how he manages his time, how he got started freelancing, and some advice for people who are looking to freelance and keep their full-time job. You can find the show notes that go along with this episode at learntocodewith.me forward slash five. All right, let's get right into the interview again with Ryan Robinson from Creative Live. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Uh, Could you just tell the audience quickly who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Ryan Robinson. Um, I am a freelance content marketer. I also have a day job currently. Um, So I have um, a content marketing gig over at creativelive.com where I work with um, all of our business instructors who come in to teach classes. Um, I help them market their classes. And then on the side, um, I also operate a freelance content marketing business and I have a blog ryrob.com that teaches people how to start a profitable freelance business on the side as well. So exciting. And you're one of the few people that I am just so impressed with how much you do. I really can't wrap my head around everything that you do because I see you everywhere. I'll be online. I'll be on entrepreneur.com. And all of a sudden I see you pop up writing an article. Uh, You know, of course you're on creative live, you're on your own website, you're sending out, you know, emails about courses and so on and so forth. So I'm really excited to dig in. Just to get the ball rolling, could you share some more details about how you got started as a freelancer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's really a funny story the way I see it. Um, I kind of break my my career as a freelancer into very two distinct episodes. Um, this This first episode I had probably back in, I think it was 2013, um, when I first started freelancing the very first time, um, I really did it out of necessity. So I had this business going on the side, of course, um, with a best friend of mine from college. Um, we were working on this business. It wasn't bringing in quite enough cash flow for us to justify um, quitting our day jobs and focusing on it full time. But a series of events kind of led me down the path of needing to leave my day job. I Right about on my blog. It's a pretty exciting story. Um, and so my my friend and I were left in this business that wasn't making enough money to support us both. And so the first time I started freelancing, it was kind of a holy crap. I need to be bringing in more revenue. And so that one was really not on my own terms. Um, I ended up having to go back and get a full time day job, which uh, led me to Creative Live. Um, and since then, I've been building a lot of strong relationships, um, increasing the amount of portfolio pieces I have. And so now I've sort of relaunched into freelancing on my own terms. And it's been a completely different experience. Wow, that's I, I love everything you're saying. And how long ago was it when you first got started freelancing? The very first time was back in 2013. 2013. Okay, got it. So it sounds like you were freelancing kind of out of necessity at that point in time, and then you went back to getting a full-time job, and you're freelancing again, but now it's on your own terms. Right. And I would say, honestly, the biggest difference is this time around, I value myself completely differently. So, you know, the first time when I started, I had 
I had sort of calculated what I should charge as an hourly rate based upon what I was making kind of as a salary at my previous job beforehand. And so, you know, that equated to somewhere around 25, 30 an hour. Um, what I was charging as a freelancer, which which really is nowhere near enough um, to be able to make it. So this time around, I'm I'm going for much more the premium sort of price range for my content marketing services, and so I've been able to build a lot of portfolio examples that that support that this time around. So I'm curious. Uh, it sounds like you know your experiences freelancing beginning and now are quite different. Early on, how did you get clients, and was that kind of different uh, with how you get them today? Oh, it was completely different. So, yeah, the first time around, um, I was looking for freelance jobs. It was I was much less focused back then, right? So, I was I was doing content marketing without really knowing I was doing content marketing. So, the majority of the freelance jobs I was looking for were like blog post writing, um, editing jobs, a little bit of sort of social media marketing mixed in there too. But um, all the clients I was finding were on Upwork, um, people per hour. I was going to these marketplace websites, basically searching for clients on there exclusively. Um, One reason being because I didn't really have a great website portfolio. I didn't have the examples I could sell myself. Um, So yeah, this, this time around... Uh, most of my clients actually come to me. Um, I've I've used my blog as sort of this testing ground of basically everything I create on my blog I can create for my clients, and so lots of them um, end up discovering me sort of on a whim, or I mention them in a post. I'll reach out and say, "Hey, just wanted to let you know I mentioned you here. Let me know what you think if I quoted you correctly." Um, and then one thing usually leads to another. And um, I end up pitching them on something that can help their business too. Yeah, I love that. So it's it's like your blog is sort of your resume slash cover letter slash portfolio because you use it, as you said yourself, as a testing ground to show clients uh, what you can do. And I just want to kind of quickly go back to the uh, the bidding sites or the marketplace sites. When you talk to people nowadays who want to get started as a freelancer, do you ever recommend anyone to start there? Just out of personal preference, I don't. Um, I think depending upon what your goals are and sort of where you're at with your freelancing um, portfolio right now, it it can be a good thing um, just from the perspective of maybe even learning what exactly you're best at, getting an idea of sort of what most people are looking to have achieved by going on these marketplaces is helpful. Um, but in my experience, I haven't found at least premium priced gigs on most of the marketplaces, which which I think if you're if you're gonna go into freelancing, especially if you want to do a full time, a living wage is much more much closer to the one hundred to one hundred and fifty dollar per hour range, which which is very difficult to find on those marketplaces. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. So I kinda wanna transition a little bit to people who right now have a full-time job and they're really, you know, thinking about freelancing and think it could be something uh, for them. I know you write a lot about freelancing and having a full-time job at the same time, and it's something that you're doing, you know, right now. (laughs) Is there any tips you have for someone who is thinking about going down that route, like how they could decide if it's something that's right for them? Yeah, I think... 
probably the most important thing to keep in mind if you're considering going down the um, path of freelancing on the side is asking yourself why you want to do it. So do you want to, are you motivated by making more money? Um, do you view it as a way to, to eventually step into a self-employed career? Um, getting very clear on what your goal is, is going to help you actually stick with it. So part of the reason why I think the very first time I went freelancing um, didn't pan out so well for me was that I was doing it out of complete necessity versus wanting to do it this time. So now I'm building my freelance business on the side with a very clear goal that it'll end up being my full-time job very soon. So I would say getting very clear on why you're wanting to freelance in the first place is important. Yeah, I I really like that answer. And you know, you mentioned money, and that's definitely, I think, a big reason why a lot of people want to uh, freelance on the side is just to earn extra money. Do you think that's a good reason alone, money, I, or maybe it depends on the person? I think it totally depends on the person. You're right. Um, I think it's a great goal to have because it's necessary when you're when you're trading your time. You need to be compensating yourself for that, um, but. I think it should really be sort of just rolled up into this larger purpose of of what you're wanting to achieve because it is really difficult freelancing on the side. You know, I I get up at four four thirty a.m. on most um, days during the week uh, so that I can work on freelance projects before I head into my day job, and then you know I, I spend plenty of time on the weekends too. So I'm I'm sacrificing a lot doing it, and so having that. That larger, bigger picture goal of you know I'm I'm investing in my future here is what actually keeps me doing it. It's it's not so much the money. I I regularly turn down writing gigs that that don't sort of help me propel my career and build my portfolio the way that I want to. Yeah, I, I, there's so many great things you said there. First, I think I want to ask just about any tips or advice you could give someone on making it work, like freelancing. And having a full time job, you just said you know you wake up at four a.m. Uh, is there anything else you do uh, to allow yourself to get all of the things you have to do done? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've gotten so serious about how I prioritize what I do and do not spend my time on. Um, I I man, I very actively manage my emails like it's it's very easy for me to get stuck in my inbox um especially from my website i have dozens of people that email me every day or respond to to um different auto responders that i have when people download things from my website and so i have a lot of conversations going on through my inbox constantly and so setting aside blocks of time to deal with the things that i need to deal with um is very very important to me because I know that I can only handle basically three-ish, maybe four freelance clients at a time Mm -hmm. at any one given time. So I have to set aside very specific blocks of time to work on those projects. Otherwise, it just doesn't get done. Yeah. So you talked a bit before about saying no to projects. Uh, Is there any kind of like guideline or framework that you follow when you're deciding if you should take on a freelance project or not, or any questions you ask yourself? Yeah, I would say that there's there's definitely this gut feel component to it. So I personally need to be excited about um, the client and the project 
because if I'm not super excited about it, um, it's not going to be very easy for me to continue getting up super duper early and work on their projects. So when I'm looking at a potential client, they need to fit within the confines that I've placed on my freelance business. So I work specifically with only two types of clients, and it's either a growing startup, usually something technology-related, or an influencer who's working to grow their personal brand. Usually those, those types of projects are more related to ghostwriting and helping them build their influence online. So I have these very two specific pictures of people that I work with. And so that helps me serve as, as a very, very helpful filter point. Yeah, I really like that because it can become really hard sometimes to say no to things, you know, especially when maybe it wasn't an opportunity you were thinking about, but it's like the whole shiny object scenario where this thing comes along and then, you know, you don't know if you should do it or not. So I think it's really great that you have these like two kinds of clients that you um, work with specifically. However, has there ever been a time in the past where maybe an opportunity came your way that didn't fit one of those two clients, but you took the job on anyway because it was something that was really great? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I I kind of view opportunities as a, like a very broad umbrella of of things. So basically, to me, an opportunity is something that takes my time investment to do. And so I'm trading that time for something I could be doing elsewhere. And so I've actually I've actually developed something for myself that I call the just say no time management system. Um, and it's sort of this this three-step process of evaluating incoming opportunities, um, determining first if it has a positive impact on my immediate business goals. Um, and then after that, figuring out where exactly um, it fits into my core priorities. So if I if I get something like an interview request or a podcast interview request, um, I'll first evaluate you know the audience, the listeners of that of that podcast, and say, okay, is is this something that is going to help me achieve my core priorities right now. Um, if it's not, I'll kindly decline or say, you know what, I, I'd be happy to do it later. And so if it if it is something then that will benefit me immediately, then I'll say absolutely. And so I'll I'll find the time to reprioritize myself. And so I apply the same sort of thinking to new freelance opportunities. Um, I'm always looking to see first if it has an immediate short-term positive impact on my business, and then second, where it fits into my priorities. And what did you call that again, the the, the say, just say no time management process? Yeah, I call it the just say no time management system. And if you Google exactly that, um, it's it'll be right at the top there. Okay, cool. That's I like that. That's That's good. Yeah, it's funny because early on, it's awesome to have all these opportunities coming your way. But then as you progress and there becomes more and more, it can be kind of overwhelming at times deciding. So having some kind of framework like that to help guide you is definitely helpful. Yeah, definitely. I, I would say I'm a huge follower of the belief that busy is not a good thing, right? So busy means you're just not managing your time and your opportunities the best way possible. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, so next question, has there ever been any really big frustrations that you faced in the past or maybe even recently and specifically um, frustrations or struggles that relate to freelancing and having a full-time job at the same time? Yeah, I would say that it's basically a constant progression of struggles, right? So you're you're consistently sort of on this tired phase, at least for me, um, when I'm working 30 plus hours a week on the side, in addition to the 40 or 50 I spend um, at Creative Live every week, I'm, I'm consistently tired, right? So I get like a little bit more irritable on occasion. Um, but basically, with my business, I have this freelance business on the side. I have my website, which I'm also trying to grow. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things. And then I also write for different publications. So I would say a constant struggle for me is how to allocate my free time because I, I have a very set number of hours that I'm willing to work each week on the side. But uh, I'm always distracted by like, ooh, this is a really cool idea for a blog post. And then if I'm not careful, I can find myself spending five, ten hours writing a massive blog post on a Saturday or Sunday instead of working on um, a project where a client has an expectation of me. So being very, very um, self-aware of what I'm doing in the moment is a constant struggle for me. I don't know if that's something that I'll ever truly master. I think it's sort of this lifelong pursuit of how well can you stay on task and stay stay focused on doing the things that you know are going to get you towards your goals fastest. Yeah, I totally relate with the, um, you have a really good idea for something and the next thing you know, you spend like five hours working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes I never even... Yes, and I, it's it's so difficult because that's such a rewarding process. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things I'm thinking I've done recently, I never even published or put out there. So it's like I never even really finished it because I realized, oh, this isn't something I should be working on right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's definitely, it, it can definitely be hard having these different kinds of ideas and wanting to pursue them. So over time, I know you, you said you want to eventually um, do your business and freelancing full time. Do you have any idea of when that would be? or is, Or maybe a better question is, like, is there a certain point that things would look a certain way that is means you're ready to quit your full-time job? Yes. So I am definitely an avid goal setter. Um, I've learned at least to to stay away from putting undue pressure on myself in terms of like, this is my exact date that I'm quitting my day job. Um, because I've done that in the past. I've had I've had the experience of quitting a day job a little bit too early. And um now I, I like to follow more of a, a guideline of income. So how much side income am I bringing in um, each month that is reliable and consistent? And so once I hit the threshold of bringing in about 75% of my full-time salary in just side income, that's when I, I've sort of proven to myself that I can quit my day job and justify going full-time on the side. Yeah, that's really good. And to look at the numbers rather than just setting a date of when to quit your job. I like that. So uh, 
how do you kind of monitor that? I'm just curious for myself. Do you use like a spreadsheet to track like a month over a month or? I actually use Mint for all of my personal finances. And so I'm just very uh, strict about categorizing all the different sources of income and expenses I have just so I'm monitoring things. Um, So yeah, I actually use Mint. Very simple. Okay, so final uh, scenario question, and this is for someone uh, who has no freelancing experience, but they want to get started. What is one step they could do today to take a step in the right direction? In my opinion, so right, so there's, there's a lot of different methodologies and schools of thought on how to get started as a freelancer, but in my opinion, I think if you want to build sort of this premium brand for yourself and Laurence is something you've done a good job of, um, you have to have a very high quality, nice looking portfolio website. And so if you don't have a website for yourself that you can highlight what you can do for your clients, you're going to have a very difficult time selling yourself and your services, especially if you want to go for premium pricing. So I would say first step getting started with freelancing is to take the time to put together a very good looking website and something that can scale as you go and you'll be able to constantly add different portfolio examples to it. Nice. I like that answer. Right. It's a very good time investment. So even though it's, you know, you're not you're not immediately going out and trying to sell yourself and land gigs, um, I think if you even spend a few weeks to a month doing something like that. It's it's something that's going to pay dividends over time. Like my my website is by far my biggest asset in my freelancing business, and it's because I've spent countless hours on it. Definitely. So thanks so much, Ryan, for talking with me today. I took away a lot of great tips about freelancing and you know managing time and things like that. Uh, but now for the audience, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, I actually set up a page. Um, it's ryrob.com slash code, and that's R-Y-R-O-B dot com slash code, C-O-D-E, where I'm giving away my uh, free freelance proposal template. Um, you'll be able to pick that up, and I left a few other goodies on the page for you as well. Thanks so much, Ryan. And for all the listeners, we'll definitely have that listed on the show notes page as well as any other resources that we talked about today. All right. Well, thank you for having me again. Thanks so much, Ryan. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ryan. Isn't he awesome? Again, you can download the goodies that he put together at ryrob.com forward slash code. Everything we talked about today, including this URL, is going to be on the show notes page. You can access that at learntocodewith.me forward slash five. I also want to invite you to download a special guide that I put together about getting started as a freelancer. Inside, we talk about identifying your specialty and your services, ways to get your first client, how you can actually make money as a freelancer, and then tips on transitioning into a role as a full-time freelancer. You can download this at learntocodewith.me forward slash freelance. I just want to thank you again for tuning in today to the Learn to Code with Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford, and I'll see you next time.